Welcome to episode 29, we think, of the Mainly Wrestling Show. I'm John mm-hmm. Milner, joined by the Under the Weather John Jacobs and the incomparable Lissy Almeida. We're here to look at, I was going to say, Backlash 1998. It's not Backlash, Backlash started in 1999. It's Unforgiven 1998. This was my peak fandom era, where every um, pay-per- pay-per-view premium live event, pal, was uh, recorded live on Sky Sports 3. I remember this for being... One of those weirdest matches of all time, Kane versus Undertaker in a Inferno match, I want to say. And Kane's yeah, arm, Kane's arm sets on fire, really, and runs off to the back. Oh no! But the main event was Doodler versus Stone Cold Steve Austin, and as I told John and Lissy beforehand, today is the 25th anniversary of the Love Shack debuting on Raw. The reason why you don't remember that very often is because he was, I think, used only two or three times. They tried to create recreate Piper's Pit for everything. And you know, not everyone is Roddy Piper. So, uh, Lacey, what do you remember of this era? Stone Cold has just become the guy, oh, and God. he's running rough shot with Vince McMahon, desperately trying to get that title off him. This was um like it was stunner season all the time. If I think I told you guys before, like my cousins would just walk up to you and just give you a stunner, and like obviously yeah. you know that that's one of those moves that if you're not ready for it, it fucks you up. So, so I'm pretty sure like I almost broke my neck a few times but yeah I mean we're just getting into like peak stone cold um popularity for the next couple of years um this is 1998 right he's oh, he's hotter than I, I I don't know I insert your generic simile up on here but Austin in in this mid 98 run is the business is unbelievable and Vince finally goes to the right well they hate me fuck it, let's just turn myself into a super big heel. And he comes out, I think, midway through this paper and he goes, I guarantee you Stone Cold Steve will, will not be the real champion. We do not want him as our face of the company. Boo! This might have been in, in the Carolinas, this pay-per-view. So, um, big wrestling town. Uh, JJ, any memories of this era? Probably, the, you, you're not really into it yet, if memory serves correct. Yeah, this is about six months before um I, I got into wrestling but it, like it was in my sort of periphery because you know everyone on the playground was into everyone. stuff and my best friend was like a huge Stone Cold Steve Austin fan like that was his guy forever so yeah I kind of knew that Stone Cold was a big deal but I don't know if I've ever watched this baby before I've definitely seen the Inferno match I don't know if I've seen this main event that we're going to watch so it's it. it's a real sleep like Mick Foley was kind of used to get New champions over, right? Yeah, I remember him having a great run with. We had a great one with Taker in '96, but then he also had a couple of great matches with Sean. I think we watched that uh, Mind Games in Philadelphia in September '96. He had the feud with Triple H, right? After he became champion in '99, 2000. The, the Triple H one is like very memorable for me because that's he when had... he came onto Channel Four and they had the Royal Rumble and um, the next pay per view on Channel Four, I think. And those matches with the street fight and the Hell in a Cell when he came out as Cactus Jack, like. That is kind of my version of this for you, like my kind of peak fandom, I think, when I really started getting into it. So. But even if you go back 12 months earlier, right? 1999, he had the matches with The Rock where The Rock beat the shit out of him with the chair and the equipment. Yeah, the ring, right? Yeah. Uh, the Royal Rumble. And then the uh-huh. other matches at Valentine's Day Massacre. And they had the halftime heat during the Super Bowl. Yeah. Mink was just the guy to, he could take a beating and people didn't care. They still loved him anyway. So. We will see. I think this is a real sleeper. We'll see. If you are watching on the network, like us good people, you uh, go to watch.wb.com, 
episode Unforgiven 98. It's so easy. Listen, I'm sure you it's could, just as you easy. Could just, the... You could just search Unforgiven in the search bar as well, you know, like the other option. It's just as easy now on the Peacock. Uh, search if you can find it, Unforgiven. And it's in season one, Unforgiven, 1998. Season. And we're at, where are we? Two hours, 12 minutes, and how many seconds? 42 seconds. Okay. Wow. I mean, not to be precise at all. And we're going to play in three, two, one. I missed that, that old, those old WF signs, right? That is, for me, that's the old WF Attitude Era game. Can we just say, um, I would think I'm looking all the way alive here. All the way alive? All the way alive. <laughs> it would have been, I, I think... say that. It would have been the Fink's birthday in the week, so shout out to the Fink. Um, I was going to say, I think we spoke about Mount Rushmore a couple of episodes ago, and I said Foley was on mine. And... Everything that you said about, you know, him from 96 through to 2000, 2001 is why. Because he is the reason that all of these superstars for the next, you know, four, five, six years got over to the extent that they did. You Like, Triple H became a main eventer because of him. And I think Stone Cold would have got there. I think all these people had the ability to get there, but he really, really got them over to that, to that top, top level, right? I, I, yeah, I think I, he I, goes massively underrated for that. He's so he was so good for that though, and like it's just it just proves how unselfish he was. 100%. Um, to, because like he even he obviously he ate off of that too, being able to to have those types of matches. But for him to make other people look so good and look so strong, that takes a certain level of character and a certain level of just love for the business overall, and not worried about where you necessarily are in the fold. Like people would people put Hulk Hogan on their Mount Rushmore, right? Some people. And Brother. all Hulk ever did in not ever, but I think by and large, everything he did was to get Hulk over. He but so all he did was get one person over. So that's it. But Mick, everything he did was to get other people over. So he's managed to make four, five, six, seven stars, even more, like Randy Orton, even later on in life with the legend right. killer, like got him and over Edge, massively. Too. And 19 Edge years well. ago this week, JJ, that match against Fit Randy at Backlash. Like he, he carried on doing that even when he yeah, later on in, in, the, in the career. We're excited. Oh, wait. This is this is at the Greensboro Coliseum, by the way. So yeah, you were right. Nature country, baby. Yeah. I love his little dance that he does with his knees. Do you know what? I, I couldn't do that as a kid and it really wound me up. I'm like, how Wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> what in the... Not flexible no. enough. Just... Mick Foley's been doing the squat. Why is, why is the Confederate flag being held up with redneck? Well, because they're in North Carolina. That's yeah. the only... It's the 90s and it's North Carolina. There's no other explanation needed. There's the pop. Put the arms in the air. So good. I also love that he used to draw on his little... That BMF dance. And the other thing with Foley is, right, he's the man that turned the Monday Night Wars in WWE's favour, right? Yeah. yeah. Well, him and Tony. No, it was together. Austin versus McMahon and Raw. Uh, but wasn't it... Um, no, Foley but he's winning, talking... Wasn't of... it Foley winning the title that got them... Yes, yeah. Foley winning the title, 500,000 people flipped first one. straight away. So that, that, was that the first week that they beat WCW in, like, no, however many that months? Was, oh, okay, fine. That was April... 
20, uh, April 13th. Last week, it was Austin mm-hmm. versus McMahon. They built it up all night, right? And you've got Jerry Briscoe teaching him holes in the back, and you've got mm-hmm. um, Pat Patterson showing him how to like get out of the stunner and stuff, and they built it up all night. And then that's when Dude Love came out at the end. And But that was the, fight, the first one in 83 weeks where WF beat WCW in the ratings. The one you're okay. thinking about which is supposed to be like the loudest pop in the Attitude Era history. <clears throat> when Foley wins the belt on a pre-recorded Raw, 28th mm. of 28th or 29th, 98. That's when Tony Giovanni says, stick a stick around because on the other channel, Mick Foley wrestled here under the Cactus Jack, he wins the belt. What, yeah, that's going to put a lot of butts in the seats. Yeah, what month What month was that? Just, in uh, December 29th, 98. Oh, okay. So quite quite later. Fair enough. Okay. But you made, you made the point about dude, uh, Foley, right? He also had that run with Triple H in the summer. I remember <laughs> SummerSlam '97 when mm. China, I think, I think like Mick lost the teeth or became concussed. China throws the door on his face. He had that feud with Triple H, a dude love in the summer. But was everyone that when right, Sergeant Slaughter he, he never was. Had any. I'm no, not, that's I'm after. That's with Owen. Okay. SummerSlam '97. Oh, yeah, yeah. okay. It was dude love versus Triple H in a steel cage. He loses. Okay. Then you got to flash forward right here. Uh, he, he main events the April and May pay-per-views for Austin, loses them both. June, he has the King of the Ring against Taker, Hell in a Cell, loses. He then goes and wrestles in the Survivor Series main event against The Rock, who becomes the WF champion. Foley loses again. Foley versus Rock in a rematch. In the next two pay-per-views, he loses them both. And then I think he ends up becoming like special referee, right, for Rock Austin at WrestleMania 15. He just never, um, never loses his shine, though. Like, he's you know, nowadays, Back someone was getting beat that often. People, I don't know, it's like people would remember it more or something, but he just was was such a fighter that he kind of, he never he never went down easily, you know. Always took something special to take him down. Well, it's, it's the art of getting your heat. It's like back in the 80s, right? The horsemen in, in the house shows, like the heels would lose. So Dusty would be Tully Blanchard or Aaron Anderson or Flair, whoever. But they just come out on TV and yeah, you got lucky. Big dust, fat pig, oink. We're still the best. We're still the horseman. I don't care. We still got the belt. And then Mick would find a way, right, of turning it into gold um, with five-minute five interview time. Did you enjoy seeing a horseman back on TV this week? I thought I looked brilliant. I looked brilliant. I was going to say, did you watch it yet? Because, you know, we don't want to. Yeah, we've, we've seen it, yeah. Well, what I do now, Lisa, I flick through it early in the morning. I don't have time to okay. sit much two hours, but... And the wrestling, the wrestling isn't for me at the minute. It's just I got issues. No, there. I brought it out though. The Wardlow match, even though I didn't expect Wardlow to win, and I don't understand the booking why they put Wardlow against Hobbs, like because I didn't really want either of them to lose, and I didn't Booked expect it. But Wardlow, like yeah. Wardlow, did look very good in that match, and like his facials and stuff. If you actually watch the match, like. I, watched the last I few don't know. Minutes, you, yeah. He he did manage to make you sympathetic for him, like a sympathetic babyface. Like it's just good, but then also like Wardlow's not really that type of sympathetic babyface. Like he's a jacked up, you know, big dude. It's not like oh, I should feel sorry for you. Jacked up, but then jacked up. No, not me. Yeah. But to your well, point, like, anyway, but without it was having such a that... short run for Hobbs, though. It was like forty-five days, six defenses, something like that. Something like that. I mean, it, yeah, it was like six weeks. He won it the week after the revolution. this is how long the TNT titles have, have TNT reigns have been. I said to Jack earlier, like, 
um the international title has more prestige at the moment like orange cassidy going yeah. out having these bangers every single yeah. week on every show like he defended it in new japan at the weekend like he's just having these banger matches always do great on the quarters yeah, and uh, i think when he loses it it'll actually mean something but the tnt at the moment it's just constantly like back and it's forth. It's just a hot potato at this point. Time. Yeah, and I don't know. I'm like, I feel like when Cody had it, and just after then, mm-hmm. Cody lost it to Sammy. Is it Sammy in a ladder match? When Meltzer mm-hmm. gave it five stars. It wasn't five stars. Mm-hmm. Yes. And then afterwards, Sammy Very and nice. Scorpio Sky starts flipping it every two, three weeks, and you go, yes. "Yeah, well." That... But there was before, uh-huh. like I don't remember who Cody won it off at this point, but I remember like was there a Miro run, and there was obviously um... Darby. I think Darby beat Cody, and then Darby lost to Miro, right? And right. then did Miro and then Cody... lose to Sammy? I think Sammy. He did the go to hell in the six thirty. And then yeah. it was Sammy and Cody and Darby and Scorpio yeah. Sky. But if you go back to, again, the mid-90s, I could tell you every title change mm. for the IC title mm. and the world title between 96, 99, and then it becomes so messy. And that's when you lose interest, right? It's too yeah. busy. It's too busy. It's too messy. Too busy. And you can't keep track of it. It's like, who has the belt this week? That It makes you not care. <sighs> yeah. And Although the I other do, thing, the other thing that concerns belt. me is that they're talking about this soft brand split where because people don't want to JJ, work with Can CM you fill me in on this? Sidgwick keeps tweeting about this every and I I haven't heard anything about this, okay. but is CM Punk gonna Sorry, get his so, own show? Okay, so this is this is what's being rumored, okay? Right. They wanna have a Saturday early evening show, like in the TBS six oh five. That that slot, I don't think it's gonna be six oh five, but you know, early evening Saturday. And the reason is that makes sense. And the reason is Tony. This is apparently the reason. I don't know what how much this is true, how much this is all talk. This is what's being said. Tony wants to bring back CM Punk, but there's certain people who don't ever want to work with CM Punk. So they're going to create a Saturday show, which will be Punk's Punk show, right? And people who are happy to work with Punk will be on this Saturday show, and people who aren't and others will be on. Dynamite. So you'll have Dynamite and then you'll have a Saturday show and there'll be a roster split. This now, is a joke. Like, there's two things about this, right? Adding a, a Saturday show or adding any show is a major business decision, right? You can't do that because one person is creating all this divide because then you're making that person bigger than the whole company, in my view, right? Aside from that, aside from that, you think, what What do you do with that show, right? Because you can't have a world champion. Say Kenny Omega is the world champion, right? Then he can't go from show to show because he refuses to work with Punk and he's the big star on this Saturday show. So do you have a world champion on Saturday show and a world champion on the Wednesday show? What happens at pay-per-views? They can't all be in the same building together at pay-per-views because they don't want to work together. So you have separate pay-per-views for these separate rosters. So it's like then you've got a Wednesday roster, a Saturday roster, they and we've got ROH, right? So he's, he's, he's booking like three different shows, three different pay-per-views, three different world chats. Doesn't make any sense to me. You're going to have more titles, confuse everything even more. Just would be, My just, head to me, it sounds like a complete fucking mess. And just to bring CM Punk back, is it worth it? I don't think it's worth it. Truly? I like CM Punk. I like CM Punk in the ring and on my screen, right? Do I like him as a person? I don't really know him as a person. Stuff I've heard, you know, you can make your own assumptions. We don't know these people. You make your own assumptions. But sure, I don't do. think that all of this is worth 
what I would see of him on my screen, even though I do enjoy CM Punk, the character, on my wrestling screen. And I think that would actually have the opposite effect of whatever the intent is, because like you said, John, that then makes that one person bigger than everybody else in the entire company, because it's like, I'm going to move mountains to create a show so that this one person can have an opportunity to, to wrestle in the company. Whereas, you know, I think the way that things are working right now is good. Also, let's just think about taking, take a second. You're not doing shit with 95% of the people that are on the roster right now, realistically. Right. So I think like me, I don't think that they have the, the, the booking foresight to do that right now either. Sorry. They've got enough people. They've got enough, they've got enough people, but yeah. they haven't developed enough of it uh, of them, or made us care enough to about most of the people that are on the roster to do that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Look how many Austin three sixteen years shirts in the crowd. By the way, holy crap! Like one every three people has an Austin three sixteen shirt. Yeah, he was a popular <clears> guy. To your point, though, right? So if we go back to the WCW uh, comparison in. 97, 98. WCW was owned by Turner Broadcasting. They wanted another two-hour show. So they created Thunder. Yeah. The reason why Bret Hart was brought into the company because they needed Sars separate for a new show. Bret was there to be the face of Thunder. There's a very good chance, in my opinion, TBS is doing really well. Wrestling's always going to do well on this network. We want a new Saturday show. So then Tony has to go, shit, I need to find a way to do make, differentiate this. How about I plug it, punk in here and kill two birds with one stone? I don't buy the idea of I refuse to work with him. If you're under contract, you'll do whatever you're told to do. Because if you want to play the what you know, the um contractor card, you can go elsewhere. This is the problem though, okay? Because the people who don't want to work with punk are who, who, who are these people? They're big stars. Well, we'll take it as wrote that it. What, what are your sources, JJ? I'm just saying what's been rumored. Yeah, but we just okay. saw like, it I'm the saying, other day. Wait, wait, who's reported these rumors? Have you? What's didn't it? you see that that a lot of it has come from Sean Ross? Jericho tweeted last week that he doesn't that he, he already spoke on on his part last week. Yes, he did on Twitter. You didn't. I, I sent that to you. I'm saying I don't believe him. Okay, Look, anyway, whatever. Jericho is a carnate and a worker. He will do anything if the money is right. But I just think, okay, even if that's not true, whatever, even if that's not true, we can assume safely, right, John, that it's the people that he previously had trouble with. Um, I don't know. I haven't read anything about, like... Do you know who's ready to face punk? <laughs> any day, any time. He's always ready. He's the, hard, the hardest man right now, to go against CM Punk FTR. Bucket TK. So what you said, you said, you've got a contract, you work, right? Now, I think, based on what I know and what I've seen, is that TK is the kind of person who wants everyone to like him, right? He's not the kind of guy who will just cut contracts and go, right, you're right, he'll let the contracts run down, whatever. He's that different yep. kind of boss, which has and its positive. But I don't think he's necessarily going to be the guy who goes, you've got a fucking contract, you're working. 
this just doesn't strike me as fact he's not Vince in that way. Like, so when you've got Matt Hardy and Edge, who don't want to actually be anywhere near each other because someone stole someone's girlfriend, he goes, get the hell over it, get in the ring and turn this into money. I don't know if TK is the that's, kind of that's person to do business. that. And I, think, I, and I worry that he would bend over backwards to make things, make everyone, try and make everyone happy. And when you try and do that, you can't, you can't. You can't, that's you can't what make all say, the people like... happy all of the time. You have to, right, you have to run this, like, uh, at the end of the day, I think that this is a business. Uh, I mean, it could could be a hobby, it could be a pet project, I don't know. But at the end of the day, (laughs) at the end of the day, it is a business, right? So, like, as as, um, my faves like to say, we have to do what's best for business. And what's best for business... What's best for business is not always a popular decision, right? Correct. So, I mean, if it's best for business to not bring him back and keep the harmony going and keep whatever, like, I mean, obviously, like, I know we love FTR and stuff like that. And if they're the only ones that want to see him back, then I, I, don't, I don't know how to address that. But like, if it's going to cause more problems than than good, just keep it pushing. Honestly, I think it's fine the way it is right now. I mean, it's not, it's not right now. It's not better or worse than when Punk was around. I really don't. Oh, I disagree there. I think I they are severely lacking in star power. Like his run was that great. I'm sorry. <clears throat> no, I, I didn't like him as champion. But I'm saying it, I, again, I go back to the build up to the MJF feud, right? Punk was box second, office during that it's, period. It's, it's one of the top two feuds in AEW history. Which I know is not long, but you know. I was gonna say all three years of it. What no, you have still, like, Um, I mean, Hangman it, Kenny it's up for debate, but it, yeah, Hangman and Kenny and that whole saga with the Bucks. Like, I think it's those two are the top two in my view. But um, I'm biased. Yeah. The, I think the other thing that's hampering it at the minute, as much as I love MJF, is like he's not wrestling week in week out. MJF like he's coming out like, right with these scubas. Like and it, it it does bring down the star power a little bit because the four people that you've got at the main event, all very very good in their own way, but apart from JF, like they're wow. not at that level. I don't know. Like when you had like Kenny and Punk and Brian, like those are some of the best wrestlers that we've seen over the last ten years, right? And they're all at the top of the card. Makes it feel a bit more big time when you've got essentially for if if you're a casual wrestling fan, right, and you look in and go, oh, what? Uh, what what's the big main event that they're building to? You've not heard of any of these four people. I'm not saying that that's necessarily a bad thing. Obviously, it's great to build new stars, and MJF has definitely already got there. But you know, by the way, you see Daniel Bryan in terms of a casual fan, what they would have seen in WWE or UCCM Punk or UC Kenny Omega, it's probably people that even the most casual wrestling fans would have heard of on some level. How I'm badly sorry, it's been staged like in 25 years? It does. It doesn't have to happen. Like I have. I know, I agree, I agree, I agree. We're not going to die if he doesn't come back, guys. Maybe I'm just, like, I'm so tapped out of, of like, of this topic because it's been, since he left, it's just been so exhausting of, like, oh, is he coming back? Is he coming back? It's like, no one fucking cares. We're going to move on. What a suplex, by the way. This is what I said in in our WrestleMania chat last week uh, when we were doing a WrestleMania recap, like, yeah, I'm kind of bored of it. <laughs> like, it's just, it's too much. It's, it's, too, it's too much. Let's just move on. Let's, you know what I want to keep seeing? I want to keep seeing, yeah, that was, I think I'm a little Matt behind. Hardy. I saw the suplex. 
No, I actually don't <laughs> need to see him that off that frequently. Um, Jeff Hardy should not be on TV, but currently. Anyway, what I do you want to keep? I what do you want good. to see? No, I want to keep seeing AEW build original AEW stars. Like, mm. I'm really happy that they've finally started to push their pillars and stuff like that. Um, and I want to see them work more independently now because. It is kind of, it's kind of funny how like Sting brought that up last week where it's like each of them was paired with someone very senior and very experienced because they wanted to build the company around them. So I do think it's great for now. Oh, yeah, I thought know. about that before. Yeah. And Jeff and Cody, Jungle Boy yeah. and what? So it's Christian. Christian. Sting said it and it's like, great, let's take the training wheels off and let's see what they can do by themselves. But at this point, are you excited about whether it be a four-way match, whether it be a one-on-one match, with would you be excited about MJF, Jungle Boy, Darby, and Sammy? Like, I don't think there's any danger that MJF loses the title. And do you know what? Mikey ought to position himself brilliantly there. I don't know if you're watching, but he give a little check and like got himself behind. Sorry, JJ. He's a veteran. Can I? Um, so ah, I've I know what you're like, saying. There's not. There's just not been that real story behind it. There's anything to get into yet. And they've obviously got a few weeks until then, and obviously I think they're building something with this tournament that they started this week. The main event was a great match, but right now I'm not like very good match. I just don't like Sammy. I'm just bored of him. I love that MJF (laughs) yesterday. He called him out on the tongue sticking out behavior because. I don't know why. It's just like why, why, why are you sticking out your tongue this frequently? It's unnatural. Yeah, Gene Simmons on crack, did he say? (laughs) The thing is, what I found, right, the three of them all squabbling in the ring, and then the real star comes out. I think by MGF coming out afterwards, he looked so beyond their level. It's like, here's the three kids arguing, and now the grown-ups out. But like none of them said anything of any real value. No, they just all chatted shit with each other and squabbled. Yeah, like none of them even really came across that confidence. And like, there's been nervous. bits and pieces. Yeah, there's been bits and pieces. Not so much Sammy, but Sammy's like single promo was in Long Island, so he's never going to get like anyone behind him. Yeah, but even then, well, Prem, yeah. even none then, of them are really known for their oratory skills. <laughs> no, but you know, like I think uh, 100% Darby and um, Jungle Boy have come a long, long way in the yes. last few years, right? Yes. Yes. So, and they've all done very well in kind of like one-on-one promos on JF. But when you, like you say, Jack, when you just got the three of them like squabbling, they just come across like annoying kids just like having a fight. And then, you know, the real star comes down and shuts them up kind of thing. He kind of saved that segment for me because other, I, otherwise I kind of just thought it was a bit boring. Wait, 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 wait. Let me pause this. Let me pause this and go back 10 pause seconds. It. Because pause it, is... yeah. Okay. Are we tracking something? We're going to track something. And this was phenomenal because if I remember correctly... This is the first time Vince ever takes a chair shot and Jay Arnold. So we're at 53. And providing the stairs are right. The crowd were ready for it. And again, this is. Let's just. How are you buffering? Just look at the crowd. My internet, doesn't do ju- my internet doesn't do justice. Oh, 
Thanks, Dr. Jack. Well worth the wait. <laughs> and again. Done it. He, he counts it himself and now I, I love, I love this. What? Like, this actually is not <laughs> logical. <laughs> <laughs> and that's how the main event ends. Well, Mahi and the timekeeper was told by Vincent Mann earlier in the show, you will ring the bell for Dude Love tonight. I am your boss. You will do as I tell you. Which is why Vince came out and then starts talking to him. Going, but look at this one chair show. And he's the chairman, right? And they've got a stretcher out for him. Because... Now, now, and now you get 15 chair shots and nothing. Yeah, but that wasn't common back then. Like, you have to remember, like, we've become so desensitized, desensitized to, exactly. to so much of this stuff. Because, like, back then, if you hit somebody with a chair, that was, like, they, they were, like, out of, of commission. They, had a, mm. they were, like split wide open or they're in the hospital or whatever i mean yeah. you know we've we've gotten stronger as as we go but still <laughs> plus you know they have to sell that vince is not he has no wrestling training he's you know he's an office man they have to sell that and jay outside and coming going oh my god this could cost him his job this is going to yeah. cost him fortunes the big time fine coming here yeah we did we was it intentional Shooting tomorrow on for a row and find out. It used to be so oh, much easier. Dude loves checking on him. It's so cute. I mean, it's a great cliffhanger to go off on, but it's like, it's a weird way to end a pay-per-view. I mean, the chair shot cool, but it's like, he's trying his own, own, own pin. But you've this already... is so vintage, though. That's how, it was always that, like, cliffhanger ending. That is, it, it is very frustrating because we don't, we're so used to watching, like, more complete wrestling now. The match the next month over the edge was even better because they had, I think, Pat Patterson was the I think Vince was a referee, Pat was the timekeeper, Jerry Briscoe was like the outside enforcer. So, oh my god, the deck the deck is stacked against Austin. <clears throat> right, been disqualified. Dude, love wins. Can't believe it. That was a great chair shot. Still got the title. <laughs> it's also because like he like swung it like a bat. Like you know we're used to these ones, not a cricket bat. A baseball. It was, it's like he skimmed him. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you just but don't again, get a chair shot these days. Name. To be fair, not very often. Tony Guerrero. Here we go. Here's the chair shot. Got the neck brace. Oh. On and ready. Drops like a sack of shit as well. <laughs> the crowd were there for it. And by, like, I would say this. Foley so always sold the stunner beautifully. It's not like bang, dead weight. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, people get a lot of credit for like the big bounce, right? But Foley just, mm. it just like, yeah, dead weight. But it was but that little different... bit of a reaction like, oh. Yeah, but he's such Especially a big guy, like, that's how you would go down, right? Yeah, exactly. Right. Good old Mick. Love him. Love him. And again, this is the height of the Monday Night Wars in the early 98, so they, they need to get people to watch Raw mm-hmm. or the night after, so this is the, you know, what what's going to happen tomorrow? And if, if I was, even like now, I'm half tempted to 
put Prora in the network and see what happens because I'm curious now. <laughs> but this all again, this is Russo Russo's writing, but Russo had people around him. He's writing with Cornet, NJR was inputting, and Bruce Pritchard, and Vince was the overall say in the you know the guy who would green light things. They were so good week to week, man. Like, I mean, for us in the UK, we didn't get raw until like 10 p.m. on a Friday night or something like that, right? So you, really, yeah. Yeah, so you would, so you would watch the pay per view. You would probably watch the pay per view like Monday evening when you got home from school because it was on 1 a.m. till 4 a.m. in the morning. And yep. when you're eight, nine, ten years old, you can't stay up until 4 a.m. and watch it when you got to school the next day, right? So you probably record it, um, and then watch it when as soon as you got home from school on the Monday. And then you didn't get to find out what happened on Raw until the Friday night, but you like you'd be buzzing. And then when that at the end um, of that Raw, you're, there's always something where you're clinging on, like, oh my god, I need to tune in next week. Like, what's going to happen next week? They were so good at week to week television, yeah. And you had to be there for for the next week. Well, you have Vince to remember we're not week blinked, to week anymore, way. though. Like, say again. You- you can follow stuff on your phone like so it's so much we have so much access where like i think we grew up at a time where we're so lucky to have to have had to be patient because we know what that build-up felt like look at vince he's 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 barely he hasn't blinked in three minutes look at his look at his arm it's hanging over his head he's limp but look at the crowd they think fuck they think he's dead so quiet. It's, so quiet. <laughs> it's like, oh shit, is this part of the show? Yeah. I they were wrestling. amazing at doing that as well. Like I, I remember like a lot of times when my dad hated wrestling, right? But I would try and watch it and then when he when he come in, the times the when he did it make me instantly turn it over. If he like got caught up in an angle, he'd be like, Wait, is that real? Which part of this is real? What's going on here? Like, is that real? Is that real? Did he really just do that? Or like they, they they did blur the, the lines well. Obviously now we're a lot more in tune to it. <laughs> like, you know, we instantly knew that Shane McMahon, that wasn't part of the show. <laughs> but there we Good go. Time. Lucky us. Good but, time. Uh, between Great like 96 time. and 98, WWE pay-per-views, as a rule, were shit. They were awful. Bar the main event, or the top two main events, which were all Stella, again, it was. If, I suppose between ninety six, ninety seven, right? You had Brett or Sean, more or less main eventing, and you're guaranteed like a four star match. And then it, it goes into ninety eight, where the crowd's just so hot. Austin can do no wrong. So that was Unforgiven ninety eight. Twenty five years on, JJ. Mm-hmm. What are your thoughts? I know it was eight hundred and thirty k. If you were backing something, anyway. Oh wow! I, I backed. Oh, I backed. Oh, <laughs> Doesn't matter. I think, I think I backed. We're in the end of the show. I shouldn't have said anything. So I know it's gonna be. Like, I oh, backed over eight thirty. Oh, it was oh, eight thirty. No way. You sucker. I'll, 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 I'll look in the group earlier. It's been a bad. Yes, it was a bad. I forgot it was Pittsburgh. Yeah, I should have backed Brit to pin, but anyway, doesn't matter. Whatever. Wrestling bedding. Genius. And what do you what do you make of the show, Lissy? <clears throat> Was that a nice trip down memory lane? What? Memory lane? These were the best days of my life. Twenty five years ago, darling. Yes. No, I mean obviously it's yes. like 
it's always good to go back and watch this. Um, you know, I miss I, I I miss us not watching anything with Shawn Michaels. I'm not gonna lie. Well, if you actually put your shirt on that was sent out last month, we might actually watch a bit of HBK. I wonder if that's on purpose. Get your shirt out and we'll watch some Sean. I'll put it on eventually. I just haven't really been in a mood to wear red. You know, red is like a really distinct color. Like, it it requires a certain energy that I have. Are we back to the all black everything? (laughs) No, 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 no. We're we're in a good we're in a good light space, but you know the vibes. You know the vibes. Um, JJ, do you have any? Well, you do have obviously some requests that were ignored. Anything else you want us to focus on throughout the month of April and May? Nothing comes to mind straight away. I mean, yeah, the one that I suggested is a little way off, but it was also because um, Bulldog passed away in May, so with the kind of Wembley uh, bars at the moment. Felt like it might have fit rather than rather than wait until August, but I'm sure there's loads of other stuff that we can watch. So we will try and find some relatable content in the diary of the next few, four or five weeks. <laughs> Lisa, any more news and notes before we finish? Any CCW plugs you want to get out there? Are you wrestling at the weekend? Well, not you personally. You no, know, I I am, but it doesn't even matter because by the time this comes out in June. <laughs> But Vinny, I appreciate. We have our we have our nineteenth anniversary show tomorrow in Port St. Lucie. I'm very excited for that. Um Port St. I'm Lucie, is that ve- Florida? Yeah, Port St. Lucie. It's about two hours north of me here in Miami. Um I have a very cute outfit ready and on deck. So just get ready for the picture. Are, are we gonna go is it is this more like Miss Elizabeth Files? Are we Miss Elizabeth vibes? Is it Sherry? The the you Sherry know, tried, the Sherry WrestleMania I, one was I really try to like just do my best by my idols, right? So I feel oh like if if you go if you go with sparkles, I don't know why sparkles, sparkly outfits and wrestling just go together like this. So um, I think it's more on the sherry side. So let's see how we let, let's see how we do. It's sparkles. If she's so excited, we'll clip this up tonight and we can get it out and plug the show for the weekend. It's Sparkles <laughs> for Sherry, it's Sparkles for Lisa, in homage of Sherry, it's Lems, it's for JJ, and it's Sleep for Me. It's good night from me and good night from them, and we'll see you all very soon. Bye bye. Good night.